This is the Wayne Ayers Podcast. The Wayne Ayers Podcast. Woohoo! Time to wake your ass up for a blessed day. What's up, everybody? It's the Wainers Podcast episode. I have no idea who episode is this. 60. Y'all about to be on my head for this. Kimberly Spivy's on here. You know, she just oh, dropped cool. a new podcast. You got to plug yourself out. Oh, yes. Hey, everybody. Um, My podcast just came out, Beyond the Bylines, um, season one. Um, so excited. A platform for journalists to come on and talk about their stories good and bad and yeah check out spotify and we got a special guest coming on uh, kimberly's co-hosting i'm terrible at this but kimberly's <laughs> co-hosting the podcast episode today we got a special guest coming on camille hyde for all america homecoming uh she should be connecting soon i think she's on here what's uh hi hey how are you hello. doing hello i'm are good you, how are you are, are you on set right now yeah, I pre- I appreciate you coming on. That's, that's <laughs> dope. That's dope. I appreciate you coming um, on. Of course, I haven't started yet, so I just came early. Um, so yeah, it worked out. How are you yeah, guys today? Pretty good. Can't complain. Good. Great. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, you know, season two is here tonight. Like, like, are you like how excited are you right now? Oh yeah, I mean the the vibes are are vibing today at work. Everyone's super excited. We've put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into the season so far. Um, we're already on episode eight of filming, so we're like halfway through. So it's really exciting to see like where our characters are going and knowing like everyone's gonna see the beginning of the journey tonight uh, or tomorrow, and you know people stream the next day or week or whatever. But um it's exciting that everyone's going to see the start of our our new journeys in this season so yeah really um yeah. speaking of season two you know season one left out between you and Simone uh Thea and Simone kind of just getting after it again do, I just want to know like will there ever be a time do you guys see you guys just reconciling and being like friends all so your character just you know um they have, at the end of the day, they have a lot of respect for each other. And I think that the foundation of their relationship is founded on respect and having a mutual love for the game of tennis. So I think that'll always keep them bonded. I think that's essentially always a that they have, whether they're in a wave of not being on good terms, because you know when people are, are very similar uh, in certain ways, they also butt heads and especially to uh, women who are very powerful and um, very strong-willed in like the best of ways. Um, but having, you know, two girls who are leaders and are, um, they set the tone of the, pe- the people around them normally, um, it's not a surprise that they tend to butt heads quite often. And I think below that is also a feeling of 
holding each other accountable to be their best selves. I know that's Thea's main objective uh, when it comes to Simone is, you know, I know that you have the potential to be as good as you want to be. Are your actions reflecting that? And if you're going to be on the team that I essentially chose to be a part of instead of trying to be a professional tennis player, um, you have to live up to my standards, especially being team captain. So um, I don't think there's any uh, necessarily, there's no hate between them. I don't think they dislike each other at all. I don't think they dislike Simone at all. Um, I just think they're two girls that are very powerful um, learning how to navigate uh, that uh, dynamic with one another. So you'll see a lot of that during the season. You'll see moments where they're closer and moments where they're not. Um, but such is life, you know, um, friends go through things, seasons of not being super connected and on the same page and seasons of really understanding each other and um, really supporting each other. And I think at the end, at the end of the day, you'll see that uh, they really do care about each other and support each other. Okay, okay. Go ahead, Kimberly. Okay. Uh, what's something that you're excited? <laughs> what is something you're excited about for uh, Thea's journey this season? Um, that's a good question. Um, I think I think one thing I'm really excited about is seeing more about you know why she is the way she is. Uh, what motivates her, uh, what all causes her to be so uh, single-mindedly focused on tennis and why the stakes are always so high for her, why she puts so much pressure on herself to excel at the level that she does. You kind of see why and you can empathize uh, with her a little bit on why. And I think a lot of people will be able to relate to her um, once you see some of those layers. Uh, you get to meet uh, some members of her family this season, and that uncovers a lot um, uh, about her and her background and her past. And, you know, a lot of people obviously see Thea as a sort of villainous character at times. Uh, but mm-hmm. I think I always say, like, every villain was once a hero. And uh, they often have a way of, like, going back to being one. Um, but I think for her, you start to see kind of like, not the villain origin story, but like <laughs> why, why she could be portrayed as one. And also that she's a little bit misunderstood and she's, um, she's really trying to balance all of her feelings and her type A behavior is just trying to control all of these pieces of her life. And now she's dealing with learning how to be in a relationship and, we all know how all-encompassing that is, especially when it's like your first one and you feel all these feelings and you, you don't know really how to, you know, sometimes stay true to yourself and, and keep your priorities straight because you're so excited about being in love and all the things that come with that. So I'm excited for people to see just all these different facets of life that Thea has to uh, navigate through and um, eventually um, has to prioritize and decide what's most important to her. What was like your? I know you just said you shot like eight episodes already. Like, what's your favorite episode that you have shot so far this season? Wow, 
I mean, obviously, I can't say too much about them. You could just say um, a number, like a number. So people, are, okay, we got to definitely check out this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think so far, I think five is really. Is that four or five? Five, yeah. Five is really cute. Five is a is definitely a moment um, where you see a lot happening for everyone's character, but there are definitely moments that you know, the and where she's at is just you've never seen her in that light before. Um, so I know specifically for her, that episode is a really a really fun episode of just seeing her in a different light and. Um, and through a different lens and not always you know at this point she she's really enjoying things outside of tennis um especially given the fact that uh she's had to kind of cope with an injury so um yeah it's kind of fun to see her in this in this light so five I would say Okay, I was just literally about to ask you that. Like, how does like the shoulder in- shoulder injury like impact her like just character dynamic in the season? But it seems like it's like it seems like she's gonna be just actually be able to live life. Cause I feel like when she's in the show, she's all tennis, tennis, tennis. Now she's like, okay, there's life outside of tennis. So that's what it kind of seems like. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I I'd say you know everyone has wanted her to like kind of live and like have a life outside of tennis um so she doesn't seem so like uh I don't know like robotic in terms of like I have to be the best and like I will literally die if I'm not um (laughs) but uh you know I think she does find some balance and I think she gets scared about her finding balance and other things and I think she like previously in last season um when things aren't going well in tennis, she blames the things that she's doing or the people she's spending time with or the activity she's doing on like, well, this is taking away from my dream in in tennis and becoming one of the best in the world and competing at the highest level. And I can't do this. So like, I have to cut you out. I have to cut you out. Um, so it's definitely, um, it's a matter of her accepting that it's okay to have balance I don't think she really knows how which is why she gives into it but then she pulls back when she feels like it's detrimental to her overall goals okay go ahead Kimberly. my bad okay. <laughs> um, one of the one of the my favorite relationships out the show with you uh, Thea and Nathaniel will we see that more of that and will we see more of her and JR maybe in a friendship way yeah yeah um I think think coming up there's going to be some more um more scenes with Nathaniel um because the and, and Simone have had kind of this uh, back and forth Thea kind of feels like in a way that's her group her family um in terms of uh Keisha and Nate and JR and you know obviously Amara is her aunt and Mm -hmm. family dinners and all that and so um I think she feels a little bit hesitant to maintain that friendship in the beginning just because the dynamic between Thea and Simone is so so rocky and um she's she's insecure about them maybe you know 
um, prioritizing their friendship with her rather than than Thea for good reason. Uh, but I think I think at a certain point that that issue um, starts to dissipate a bit. Yeah. Is there like um? Is there like a like just from reading the script? Is there like a character that you're like wait like aside for fans to like really like okay they're getting to more in their character like outside of your character? I don't know if that made any sense, but yeah, I I think uh you know this season I think I really like the direction of uh Cam and what he's going through, and I think it's really relatable for people uh, in college. Um, you know, specifically with dealing with, you know, what, what path he wants to go down. Obviously, football is not an option for him, but um, just his different interests and also his issues. Um, again, can't speak too much on it because a lot of things, you know, people will have to watch and see. But I think for him specifically, uh, his path is really relatable to college students. And, um, you know, it's, it's nice to see storylines that that you know are, are very common uh with people in college and um and he goes he goes through a lot and it's also really fun to see his relationship with Keisha that's probably one of my favorite ships on the show in the whole universe honestly um they just complement each other so well so um you get to see a lot of their dynamic and their support for one another which is really beautiful so yeah if you could like like play another character from the show that wasn't you know of course not Thea but like if you could play another character on the show which character would you want to play honestly I really love Keisha I think she's just like the friend that you've always wanted to have she'll like break down and twerk anywhere she'll always hype you up she's always you know she's always super humble will turn up for you will beat someone's butt for you <laughs> like she's the friend that everyone wants to have and just like the ultimate hype girl um so I think it I just love I love Keisha's scenes and I love uh how they write for her and how she's hilarious and um also just so stylish everything she wears is amazing and she just I don't know maybe it's just me but I just like idolize her as like an it girl besides wow, like... Thea <laughs> <laughs> because they call you the it girl they call they Thea the call, it girl and then... they do call Thea the it girl that's why I said besides me <laughs> <laughs> yeah but she's definitely close number two <laughs> Oh my goodness. Do you have um do you how much do you love or what is something you love about Damon and Thea's relationship together? Um I I love that they're both there's something really um special about the fact that they're both like upper echelon athletes at their respective sport. And um I think there's something to be said about what kind of person it takes um, to be a D1 athlete or uh, equivalent at any school that has a sports program that's um, that excels at that high level. And um, 
you know, we don't see it too much in the show of everything that goes into that. But, you know, all of the people, I honestly, um, I had the option of playing D1 tennis and I kind of was battling between pursuing acting because it was something I'd always wanted to do. I'd been doing theater production since I was four and um, and knew that's what I wanted to do professionally. But tennis was something that was connected to my identity because I was very talented from a young age. I also started that when I was three. Um, literally don't remember the first time I had a racket in my hand because it was when I was so young. And um, yeah, I just, I, I made the decision to pursue acting because I knew being a division one athlete is one of the most uh, demanding things that you could literally ever do in your life. Um, you have to wake up at odd hours. You never wake up when the sun's up. Um, you're up before everyone and you, you literally, um, you know, you go to sleep uh, after everyone because you have to work out in the morning, go to your practice in the afternoon and work out after your practice and fit school in in between. So, uh, you know, coming back to Damon and Thea, the fact that they understand each other and that that's the life that they chose, which is super admirable in itself. And the fact that they support each other's mental state going through that, because it is a hard, a hard um, life to have and uh, to try to balance social life with it too is next to impossible. And to try to balance a relationship and a social life and your sport, you know, so the fact that they just get each other, I think in a way they're the opposite gender of each other um like super like in a lot of ways and mindset is their mindsets are very similar um and I think they have a very high level of respect for one another and you can definitely tell and they hold each other accountable to like stay at that standard um that everyone kind of holds them up to as well so yeah Oh, I know like a lot of people want like Damon and um Simone to be together. Like what are your thoughts on that? I mean <laughs> people are gonna say what they're gonna say. <laughs> um people are gonna ship who they're going to ship. So <laughs> you know, that's none of my business. Um I you know, I understand the appeal. Um so yeah, we'll just see what happens, but that's none of my business. You <laughs> <laughs> said, go ahead. No, no, go. Oh, I was gonna say, like, I know you talked about like you were playing tennis before. Like, do you all sometimes like um, go to the writers and kind of put your concept into some of the writing when it comes to tennis, or? Have you ever had a moment where you can go to the writers and talk about certain things? Um, you know, we're actually super lucky. We have a lot of people in our writers' room who are they connect to every character in some way. Like we have a like a writer who went to an HBCU or like I think maybe two writers who went to HBCUs and know like that culture specifically. We have another writer who like was uh, an elite tennis player and she and Thea are, you know, very similar. And so she has a lot of, of expertise in that, in that region, um, when it comes to the tennis and stuff. So I think, 
they have a really good understanding for the writing for Thea, especially around tennis. Um, and when I get out there, I add things or uh, on a day where, you know, I'm doing something on my own that then they kind of feed off of and write about it in another episode. Like there's something in, in this episode that we're filming now, eight, that I've done on the court that wasn't written. Uh, and it also wasn't in the scene. It was just probably in between, you know, you know, takes or parts of takes that were either on the top or the end of the scene, but aren't really used. And they're like, oh, like, I like what she's doing here. That that comes from, you know, this certain place or energy that she's going to have in this episode. So let's use, let's write something like that, but in, in another episode. Um, so, you know, I think the writers do a really good job of, of writing off of our energy and our creativity uh, with what's uh, right in front of us with the scripts. And that's our job as artists to kind of bring it to life and then add our own personality, pizzazz, our own attachment to the character and what they're going through and emulating, you know, all those feelings. Um, and they're able to kind of use that as fuel to keep writing for us. So it does feel like very collaborative, but without even really needing to like exchange the words per se. <laughs> Has there ever been like any scenes you've done that got cut that you wish would have made the episode? Um, no, not on this show. I think everything that 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 needs to be there is there. <laughs> so, uh, you know, sometimes episodes have scenes that or episodes are are long. Um, and they, in the director's cut or the, the final cut, they have to, you know, cut out, you know, maybe sentences or parts of dialogue just to fit it into, uh, the time that they need to get it down to. Uh, but they usually keep, you know, the essential parts to keep the meaning of that scene or that episode. So they're usually pretty good about that. Oh, that's good. Well, there's this one scene where I punched Simone. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, where was that at? <laughs> I know, people yeah. would have been upset if they didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, Right. <laughs> We're oh, like, <laughs> you're outside, but you ain't that outside. <laughs> oh, yeah. One of the things I do love, um, I told uh, Royal earlier last week, was like the social media stuff that you do. Like with the TikToks and like putting the Brinkston page, like I always want to know, like, was that kind of what y'all wanted to do as a, a cast to show content to your fans just so they can see what you've been up to or just see behind the scenes stuff? Yeah, so um, we basically started the Brinkston page just because we really love uh, love the the energy and the the character that is Brinkston University and. We've grown so much admiration for, you know, this is a fictitious college, but we, we feel connected to what it represents. And uh, essentially it's like the heart of our show. And so, you know, we love showing school spirit and just, um, and creating an energy around Springston as if it was real, because for us it is. And so Springston is the way for us, the students, um of brings into kind of set the tone of what we think the energy of our characters are of our show and like having kind of like a a more direct connection to our fans and welcome them all like it's their way to kind of attend Brinkston University too just through the Brinkston page so um it 
kind of started as just with that as as our our thought process and then it just started growing and you know everyone has their own input to it whether it's like my tiktoks or you know royal takes photos of everyone even on his off days he comes and makes sure he he gets you know bts of you know really fun moments and all of the essential moments of the season and um yeah, we, we love having that kind of uh, bridge between the fictitious university and then like what we feel is real and like the spirit of our show, which is um, the the heartbeat of it is Brinkston. So it's really nice to have that. Would you want to merch? <laughs> right, we were talking about that the other day. And we saw today, I saw this... Uh, Actually, the Brinkston page reposted this group of kids. They all had Brinkston yes, University sweatshirts doing the Cuffit Challenge. And I was like, where did y'all get that? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even have that hoodie. So I was like, I need to email somebody and get me that hoodie. But mm-hmm. that's, like, exactly what we want to see. Like, it, it, it's giving. Like, they go to Brinkston and they have Brinkston merch. And, like, mm-hmm. we, we definitely want um, we want to design some merch. And we have to probably go through people at um, the studio and production to, to make that happen. But uh, we're definitely talking about it, for sure. If you could, like, if you could, like, see, like, Brinkston collab with, like, another, like, HBCU, like, a Howard or, like, Spellman, like, which HBCU you want to see them collaborate with? Honestly, it would be really fun. I mean, I'm from D.C. and my dad went to Howard. My uncle went to Howard. My grandfather went to Howard. Um, I have cousins that went to Howard. So I feel like Howard runs in my blood. And um, I'm very proud of Howard. So I would say that and obviously Jeff went to Clark Atlanta. So I feel like Clark Atlanta would be a good one. Um, so between those two. Yeah. Okay. Don't, don't, don't. Will we ever uh, get to see like y'all like, um, I don't know, like, you know how they have like, they might have scrimmages for tennis. Like, would you guys ever like bring in like a pro tennis player on the show? Ooh. We're trying. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> like you know, something like just to be in the character, like, hey, we're getting going yeah, to this school. Yeah. That would be kind of cool to see. That's been a discussion. I can't say like with who, but that's been a discussion for sure. Okay, don't don't don't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh go ahead, Kimmy. Oh, I was gonna say, what has it meant for you to be a part of the All American Universe? Um. It's been really awesome. I started watching All American uh, during the shutdown, lockdown, and the beginning of COVID, and I really liked. Uh, I really liked the show, and I I loved, um, you know, just the the heart of the show. Uh, I empathized with a lot of the characters. I felt a lot of emotions in watching the show, and those are things that make me feel really compelled. Uh, you know people's stories and um I I came across the breakdown for Thea and the concept of um homecoming and I was actually already friends with Jeffrey before the show and when I saw you know what the show was about it was about tennis HBCU all those things sound just like sounded so fun and I was so hyped just for her first off for 
um, for being the lead of that show and something that I knew was going to be amazing for the culture. And then when I saw, you know, a few weeks later, a breakdown for Thea, um, who Thea was, and I was just like, fruitcake, that's me. And it didn't even feel like necessarily like I went through the, the, the thought process of being like, oh, like, how should I do that? Is this going to be blah, blah? I was just like, oh, that's me. Like, I know that the casting director, I've worked with uh, this whole production team before on my last show, um, Katie Keen, which is also on the same network, same studio, same production team and everything. So it was a really seamless uh, process between uh, me seeing the breakdown, me being like, oh, that's me. And then, you know, testing for the show and, um, and being a part of it has been amazing. I never got to go to an HBCU and I think I find so much uh, joy and um, contentment from being a part of a fictitious HBCU and also learning so much about uh, the heritage of HBCUs and the importance of them and why, why they're still so important today and having a place that like belongs to us and where we belong. And, that doesn't leave out uh, important facts of history about history because they're, you know, um, they may not be necessarily priorities in PWI um, institutions. And so I love the fact that this show is allowing me to learn a lot about my own community and my own culture, um, which has been fulfilling to me on and off of the show you know, within my character and within myself as Camille. So I feel like selfishly, I feel like I'm finally able to live kind of like a similar experience as one that could attend HBCU through the show. Um, and I think culturally it's just so important in this type of representation on such an impactful platform uh, being the CW is so amazing. I grew up watching the CW and there were no all black casts at all. Um, I can't even think of an all black cast um, for my demographic uh, during that time when I was growing up. So the fact that I'm a part of one now uh, and making that type of history is extremely important to me. And I take immense pride in that. Um, and I'm just hoping that the characters that we're playing um, are characters and people that uh, the youths in our community and outside of our community can look up to and be proud of and uh, keep in the back of their minds um, when they go through life and go through similar situations. Okay, I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, I, I know we talk about All-American, but you recently just got casted in, um, cast in Mindwash. Like, how did you... Like, I know you have to shoot, like, it seems like all year round for all Americans. Like, how do you even find time to do other projects? I mean, it's tricky, but like, we do have hiatus and our hiatus is a few months. So you kind of have to be pretty precise about uh, the projects you do outside of the show. But it is possible. Um, you just have to get projects in where they can fit in and try to relax on the two days that you have free time. <laughs> Dude, like how did you get how did you get a part of Mindwatch? Like, did you have to audition for it, or was it like, hey, we loved how you looked in such and such? Or... Yeah, the the director uh, and creator of that film um, 
asked me out a conversation with me and, and asked me to be a part of that cast um, through just having seen my previous work and having a good conversation about it and the concept and us kind of having uh, mutual creative visions. Um, so that's kind of how that came about. And it's really cool to be, uh, to be doing something that I think is really different than the things I've done before um, and, and more, uh, more of a psychological uh, type of project that really makes you think and makes you um, kind of have your own idea of what the meaning is. I love films like that, um, where it kind of leaves you like, what was that about? Let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. um, it creates conversation. It creates a lot of, um, a lot of room for, for, for conversations that, that go beyond um, just the scenes in the movie. So I'm definitely excited for that one and in uh, conversations surrounding it. That's dope. Kim, you got anything else? Uh, do you shoot like after All American Homecoming or are you doing shooting um, in between it now? Um, so I actually already shot it. So oh, yeah. they basically did that uh, press release for um, the film festival tour that it's going to um, to go on shortly. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> you have any upcoming <laughs> projects you're working on? Outside all American, of course. Um, well, I don't really have uh, any time right now to shoot anything else. But uh, so in the meantime, when I have, uh, you know, my weekends and my days off, I've been making music. So I have uh, a couple of singles coming out soon. Okay. I'm excited about that. <laughs> yeah. So that that's gonna be really fun. I'm really nervous about it because I've never put music out, and everyone's gonna be like, "What the fruitcake is she doing?" But I really like I really like making music, and it's it's just for me to be able to put my messages out into the world. Um, so I have two singles at the moment that'll be out in the next, I'd say, month or so. So What's the vibe? that's kind of been my creative release outside of work. What's like the What's vibe? The vibe? yeah okay there are two very different songs one of them is called flower girl and it is kind of a girl's anthem for taking care of yourself and just enjoying your life and being a little bit on the carefree side um and the other song is called enjoy this and that is similarly about enjoying a life and being present and um, it's kind of like my very powerful message to uh, never take life for granted and um, don't let time define you. Enjoy every moment. Uh, we're not here for a long time, but we can be here for a good time and to uh, just like live with that kind of in your mind always. Okay. So yeah I like it. <laughs> yeah yeah so I think the first one's more of like a class classic pop uh classic pop hip-hop type uh vibe or not really every um and enjoy this is more of like I, I like to call it ethereal pop which is kind of like spacey starry and um melodically pleasing so um yeah excited for that i'm 
petrified, but I'm excited. <laughs> Before I let you go, I had to ask you this. Like, if you could collaborate with five artists, who would you want to collaborate with? Five? Okay. <laughs> Are you talking about actors or singers? Singers. Singers. Okay, singers. Um, Drake. Absolutely, Drake. Party Next Door. Okay. Absolutely. Um, Frank Ocean. Ooh. Absolutely. Um, lucky day. Oh, okay. That's a, I like that. This um, sounds like a good track list, honestly. Yeah, and K- <laughs> Kaylani. Yeah, that's a, that's a dope. Yeah, right that's one. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. So putting that into the universe. <laughs> no, I love it. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> well thank you so much for coming on i appreciate you um just giving your time today of course thank you for having me it's nice to chat with you guys and thank you for your your great questions and allowing me to ramble um, <laughs> as i do but um yeah so nope. bye have a great rest of your day hope you guys yes. tune in tonight at I will. Uh, nine Wherever you guys I'll live. Be doing a, Where do you live? I'll be doing tourist. Oh, I'm in Houston. Are you in I'm, Houston? I'm oh, in LA. I don't know. That's something. Okay. No, I was, so, I was saying we're um, doing a tourist spaces if you want to come by, if you're not busy on set. Oh, period. <laughs> was, that's yeah, so we're cool. Yeah, we're hosting a whole, okay. uh, yeah, yeah. I'll that tweet is it so to you. cool. <laughs> tweet it to me. Yeah, I, we might be at work, so, um, but uh, I'll try. So sweet to me.